0: To the first episode of the Thrive Forward podcast presented to you by Forethought Planning and hosted by yours truly, Shannon Foreman. And um, I'm the CEO and founder of Forethought Planning, so no other than me to deliver these wonderful messages in our Thrive Forward podcast. That being said, what is Thrive Forward? Who is Shannon Foreman? And why should you continue to subscribe and tune in? So in this first episode, I hope to be able to give you some of those insights as we go beyond surviving into thriving. So I launched my company Forethought Planning at the beginning of 2020. Who would have thought that this year would be the year that it is? We have experienced so much from quarantining at home, homeschooling our children to racial unrest an uprising just 10 minutes from my house in the neighborhood I grew up in. You see, so much has changed and there's been so much conversation around inequities and how do we move forward and how do we do that in a way that makes sense. And so for me, I started to really think about what is the way in which I can use my God-given talents to, to do this in a way that creates conversation and education to truly move forward in a way that's tactical, and not just a Instagram post or something that we do as a trending topic. Right? How do we make lasting change and affect lasting change? Well, short of uh, you know filing for political office, which I can't do as a financial advisor because it's a conflict of interest, I decided to launch a podcast. And why a podcast, Shannon? Why is that even gonna remotely be able to create change? I started to have conversations with individuals and realizing that a lot of people didn't have a level of education around true inequities that were happening in our communities. And why does that lead to finance? You run a financial firm, Shannon. Why would you talk about racial inequities when you're talking about money? Well, it's easy. is a huge wealth gap. And that doesn't just affect people of color, but it also affects middle class white families as well and lower income white families. So we need to have a conversation around how do we empower ourselves around our mindset, our wealth, our health, both physical and mental in order to close that gap and move forward into the future. Thriving, not just surviving. So I launched this 40 Days Forward experience at the beginning of COVID, and I had so much fun being able to bring you different resources throughout my community and beyond that provided a level of education to you all. I want to continue to be able to do that. Because I truly believe when we start to create conversations, when we educate ourselves we can start to make a huge difference. Now, throughout the Thrive Forward podcast, we are going to give you action items to move the needle within your own financial life, within your own mental and physical health, and with empowering yourself to truly move forward. Because at the end of the day, we can all choose to stay where we are or we can choose to move forward. You are empowered to make that decision, and so I hope that you join me through the Thrive Podcast to really dig deeper into yourself, into your community, and how to create change in even small ways, but also big, gigantic ways, whichever fit into your life. So that's Thrive Forward and why I decided to launch it the heck am I? And why should you tune into this? What does that even mean to you? Am I qualified to have these conversations with you? Well, let me give you a little bit of backstory around me. I spent the last 15-ish years uh, in leadership and finance in multiple different fashions. I end up in the seat as CEO of Forethought Planning in a completely different way than a lot of people in the financial industry end up. I have worked as a teller, I've worked as a banker, I've worked as a manager, I've worked as an advisor, I've managed groups of specialized bankers in partnership with advisors, I have also worked in nonprofits. I have also been a jewelry salesperson. I know that sounds crazy and a lot of people might not actually know that about me. I've taught art classes, I've taught after school programs in the inner city, I have been an athletic coach, I've led state championship teams. I have done a lot of really great things. One of my greatest achievements is being a mother and a wife. And so I come to you with a lot of varying different experiences, not just one single lane. And I think sometimes when we start to really look at what specializes each one of us, it isn't just one thing. We're multifaceted individuals and our strengths and our weaknesses make us exactly who we are. So, I plan to get pretty vulnerable with you in this podcast and talk to you about the things and elements that I've implemented in my life, how I help clients, and what I do. So, I come to you with a little bit of experience. That being said, um, I love financial planning and I truly, truly, truly believe that everyone is deserving of having wealth. So, At the end of the day, I wanted to create a company that would transform the financial industry into an industry that truly started to look at what are the things that we did differently. Well, I can't do that alone. I need your help. So my ask is that you tune in, you share, and if you find value around it, you maybe even share it with somebody that you know, right? Help me help others. You see... I explain equity and wealth very similarly. Wealth, just because somebody else has it and you want to see somebody else have it as well, doesn't mean you have to give your wealth up for somebody else to have it. We just have to create the opportunities for those individuals to also achieve that. It's the same as equity, right? It's not a pie. Just because my friend who is brown... And lesbian wants the same piece of the pie that I have. It doesn't mean I have to give up my piece of the pie for her. Just means that they get a piece of the pie. Of endless amounts of pie. I mean, God, can you imagine a world with endless amounts of pie? If we could only simplify inequities to pie, right? The problem would be solved. But it's not. It's an incredibly complex topic. So, I told you I was going to bring you a lot of different resources through the Thrive Forward podcast. Well, one of the reasons why I continue to talk about inequities and wealth are, well, they're two of my passions and they relate to each other very closely. So, if we look how wealth is transformed... Into next generations, and how that gives a little bit of a head start, that means that you have more space to grow, more space and opportunity. You also have space and opportunity to blow it because if you're transferred a bunch of wealth and you just decide to go out and party and have fun and are irresponsible with it, then chances are you're going to blow it and you're not going to have the same experiences. However, Most individuals aren't in that situation, right? We're talking about even the simplest. We're not talking about the multi-multi-millionaires. We will get there because there is a true wealth divide. And when a large percentage of individuals continue to get richer and some barely can afford a place to live, let alone to feed their families, that's a huge discrepancy, right? So I'm going to talk about some of those things. And part of like my background and why I do that is through a lot of my faith and what I was and how I was brought up in this world. I come from a long line of individuals who do really care about making a difference in the world. From my parents to my grandparents to even my great grandparents who immigrated to the United States. And so lots of varying different stories through multi-generations in my family. I could have easily stayed in my corporate job and continued to have levels of wealth accumulated for myself, but I didn't have the same freedom to be able to have conversations with you. And how do we actually truly change an industry? Well, sometimes we have to get loud and talk about the things that are maybe hidden behind the curtain. And I shared this in a conversation that I had earlier this week Um, live. And we started to talk about the wealth gap. And I want you to think of it like this. If we want to thrive forward and we want to empower everyone and we live in a day and age where a lot of people tell everyone, well, you can achieve anything that you want to. And I have 10 tips to make you a millionaire in six months. Let's be honest. You have to want it. You have to want to create that wealth for yourself. And there is a lot of deeply seated trauma and inequities in our systems that don't always allow the same ability for individuals. That being said, absolutely, I want you to be a millionaire or achieve whatever goal it is that you want to achieve from a financial standpoint. I also just want you to know that it's going to take work. There isn't a magic pill. There isn't like this like grandiose formula that's going to get you there. There isn't a special stock or bond or equity that you can pick and choose so that you can get to that space that you want to be in. It's honestly going to start here and educating yourself and understanding. And so I want to talk to you about some of the things that might be applicable to you and they might not be, but they might be a learning tool for you to understand some of the things that are happening in our world. So I explain the wealth gap in this conversation as a head start, right? Some white families have achieved a head start. And what does that look like? It literally actually goes all the way back and uh, the GI Bill is what I'm trying to talk about. So the GI Bill was created for returning service members after World War II. Well... After World War II, do you want to know the, the soldiers that had the capability of getting the GI Bill? White soldiers. Those individuals who were people of color, who served on our military to protect our country in a world war, were not able to receive the same housing. So I want you to take for a second that those those houses were were granted to these returning soldiers at maybe like $10,000, right? So a family maybe purchased a home for $10,000. And over time, they lived a very simple frugal life, they had the ability to save, they had a pension, they had all of these different things that added up over time. Then they go to sell their home in let's say Richfield, Minnesota, right? That house sells now for $280,000, $300,000, depending on what work they've done or, you know, what shape the house is in, right? Like, I'm using these numbers as an example, not a true number uh, nail on the head. Now that family, when they go to sell that house, how much equity have they had in that house? They bought it for ten dollars and sold it for two hundred and eighty. dollars so they now have $270,000 in equity in their house. That's a head start, especially if that house is sold after mom and dad are no longer around and now the children have that lump sum of money or that one child has that lump sum of money that now they have a head start, right? Right? That helps them pay for college for their kids. Now those kids don't have a student loans, right? Like we have to look at how that then continues to pass down. Where home ownership is such a key role in transitioning wealth, I want you to understand the difference in home ownership for white families, Latino families, and black families. So the rate of home ownership is a little bit different depending on color of your skin. And this is median and it's based on 2016. And if you haven't taken your census yet, please do that because this is where these numbers are pinpointed from. The rate of home ownership for white families is 72%. That's the median. So that means in the middle. An average would sway based on low numbers and high numbers. So for Latino families, it's 45%. And for Black families, it's 44%. So if I use the simple, simple case where white families have the ability to now have access to homes after the GI Bill, that gives them a head start. Now we're looking, fast forward to 2016. If we have you know 30% roughly almost more in home ownership for white families versus black and latino families and we're not even starting to have conversation around indigenous folks and asian people so like we're using two race groups what does that look like going forward as we continue to talk about these head starts i also want you to understand how home ownership plays a really big role in how we transition forward so, home ownership happens also through qualifying for a loan most of the time to buy a home, depending on where you are. And there's a system called redlining. Now, it's illegal to do redlining. And redlining means that there were some neighborhoods that were basically blocked off to be solely white neighborhoods. And some neighborhoods were blocked off to be black or people of color and if you were a black or a person of color trying to buy a home in a white space the mortgage company and the real estate agent wouldn't show you that house or would tell you you didn't qualify for it essentially if we want to like put redlining in the most simplest of terms so now when we start to look at how do we thrive forward in a financial situation well some individuals in our country are just at a different space and there are literally systems that are blocking individuals to move forward. So I want to be able to provide you with resources to understand where those are as well as empowerment tools so that you understand that that doesn't have to be the space that you're in and that and if you're privileged to not have to have some of those in in space how can you act differently how can you educate yourself how you how can you yourself continue to be empowered and use your wealth for good and that is why we talk about thrive forward so you're gonna get a lot you're also gonna get individuals where we start to talk about health and wellness and what are the inequities in those spaces so I hope that some of this podcast landed with you in the space today that You're like, oh, I want to learn more. I want to be empowered from a financial standpoint. I want to understand myself and how money impacts us in more ways than we know, how systems occur so that maybe we can do good and do better to make this world more equitable. I want you to feel empowered. I don't want you to just thrive. I am not the one that is going to turn that switch of empowerment on for you, but I hope that we have some sort of capability to hit you in the heart so that you can move forward in your life and empower yourself to either, whether it's create change within your own company, whether it's starting to look for that job that's going to transform your life from a financial standpoint, whether it's buying a house, whether it's having a conversation around how do you grow your wealth and how do you invest, or simply, how do you thrive through life's transitions? At the beginning of this, I talked about how we've gone through so many in 2020, and we've experienced. Many of those life transitions together and some days it's felt like we've been all alone. So I want you to know in this Thrive Forward community, we hope that you never feel alone and that you always know that we're there to support you and empower you to move forward in your life, not just surviving, but thriving.